We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the award-winning RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by Underdog, Vivid Seats, and Rival Fantasy. It's Thursday, October 26th. My special guest once again is NBC's Noah Rubin, my former co-worker. Uh, Rick Kamla is under the weather today and will not be here. Noah and I are going to break down a bu- busy Wednesday night for y'all right after this jam. Hey, no, I've been podcasting for like 10 years, um, but I rarely ever hosted or did anything of importance. I just sort of showed up when they called me and started talking. Uh, so I always forget to do stuff like, say, remember to like and subscribe and, and mash all those buttons that you can. Uh, so, guys, just do do all that stuff uh, so we can we can keep this thing going. <clears throat> As I said. I'm trying. I'm trying to be sick, but I keep fighting it off. Kamla, Kamla's got the flu or something. So, uh, Noah, part of the part of the problem is going to be that you are so you answer my text so quickly, and you're always like, "Yeah, I can do it, whatever." Uh, so it's just easy to ask you to do stuff when uh, when we're in a jam. So you might be getting more call- phone calls from me going forward. Fine by me. It's always fun potting with you and just talking about basketball. And now we have actual games to talk about instead of just speculating about what the season's going to look like. Because when we go, however many months it was with no games, eventually we just we hit on all the points. Everything's going to happen, and now we can say we were right on half of it and wrong on half of it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and what else is cool is I got a box in the mail yesterday, and it had this Roto World or had this Roto Wire. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's 22 years, guys. That's fair. I had this roto wire uh pullover, under armor pullover in it. And I'm like, this is some sweet swag. I'm fired up. I put it on, even though I can't say the name right half the time. Uh so thanks to Rotowire for for sending me some stuff. I also got a hat. I haven't busted that out yet. Maybe a t-shirt. No, if you keep doing this uh as much as you've done it lately, you you may be in line for for some roto wire swag as well i won't complain about uh more fantasy clothes i, I can't complain uh, no about that. Okay. fantasy clothes i like yeah. that i have not heard have not heard that term uh all right no so 
unlike you, I was sitting in my office last night with all three of my TVs going. Um, the league pass is free right now, so you can r- literally watch every game if you want to. I was bouncing all over the place. I was having a good time. I was, I was having a, a party in my office by myself, just enjoying some hoops. Uh, I kind of envisioned you doing the same thing, but you just told me that you had a different plan last night. No, the, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously 99% of the time I'm sitting in front of multiple screens watching all the games and writing about them. But last night um, I was able to go up to Charlotte. It's about a two-hour drive for me and watch my Hawks go and look freaking awful. Uh, Jalen Johnson was fun. Sadiq Bay played pretty hard and I enjoyed watching him play. He got some steals that I don't expect to stick, but it's uh it's not fun when you when you drive two hours to go watch your team and the guards, the two guards that are getting paid a ton of money combined to shoot what was it, four for twenty six? And bad. uh it, yeah, Trey it, it just, and DeJounte both look bad. There's yeah. No other way to put it. <laughs> and uh you know, Charlotte was fun. I enjoyed watching Charlotte, which was kind of cool. But yeah, want to see more Jalen Johnson minutes, and I want to see the Hawks play better basketball. But it was still a lot of fun, and a lot of uh, fun fantasy guys that I had been talking about played pretty well between Mark Williams and P.J. Washington. Lamelo was pretty fun to watch as well. So hopefully uh, the Hawks can get more minutes for Kongwu and more production from Trey and DeJounte. Those are my two requests. Akagu's minutes were a concern. Trey and DeJounte combined to shoot seven. Well, Trey was four and 19. Okay. DeJounte was three of 14. It's too early for me to do math. That's 33, but whatever. Uh, too early. Um, so they were, they both just couldn't do anything. And they were, they were one of 12 from, from three. Trey did make 14 and 15 free throws. So, so he had that going for him. And he also had nine assists. Uh, but just a just a weird night. Uh, Jalen Johnson is a guy that you were talking about last week. I mean, I think he he's out there as a deep sleeper. If you're in a deep league right now, Jalen Johnson was nine of 13, 21 points, seven boards off the bench. He played uh, 29 minutes, also had two steals and a block. So, and he also looked good. Like he he fit the eye test. And uh, if you're in a deep league and looking for someone to pick up off waivers today. It, say some of the other big names are gone. I think Jalen Johnson is at least worth a flyer right now, but you got to have somebody you're comfortable dropping. You can't just, you can't just go. You just can't give up on guys you drafted this quickly uh, for the most part. Yeah. I'm not expecting him to keep doing 21.7 boards, two steals and a block, but he's going to play a pretty large role off the bench. It's going to be him, Sadiq Bay and Deandre Hunter kind of cycling between the forward minutes there. So I think he played 29 minutes last night. I would expect 24 is probably more of a realistic number, but he was a lot of fun. Like the Hawks have been really good offensively because of Trey Young, but they haven't had a ton of like really good transition play over the past few years. And like, it just felt like Jalen Johnson. I mean, I think it was towards the end of either the first quarter or the first half, he had like three straight dunks or maybe he had two and, and Bogdan Bogdanovich also had that poster dunk that came out of nowhere, but he is just a, a one man fast break. He was getting steals. Uh, he did have a block. And it's just another element to the Hawks uh, offensively that they just haven't had. So he's going to play big minutes. I don't know if he'll start because Sadiq Bay fits as kind of a floor spacer a little bit more. And you kind of need as much spacing as possible when you have Clint Capella starting at center. Uh, but Jalen Johnson's going to play 
enough of a role to be worth rostering. I think in standard leagues even. Well, and we're going to talk more about uh, Jalen Johnson on Tuesday because my guest, instead of Noah, it's going to be Bob Rathman, the voice of the Hawks. You guys are all going to be hawks out by the time I'm done with you living in Atlanta and everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bob should be here Tuesday and, and he's always super fun. Uh, one of my favorite people to have on the show. So be sure to, to check that out next Tuesday. Um, all right. Some of the good stuff that happened last night, some of the good league pass stuff, the Luca 30 point triple double to open the season uh, despite his calf injury was pretty sweet. The entire OKC Thunder lineup, Sands Chet Holmgren was pretty sweet. SGA especially was a monster. Chris Stapp's Porzingis debut for Boston. Telling you, man, Boston is Boston's the team. That I think that's the one to beat. Porzingis was crazy good. Uh, Cade Cunningham scored 30. Zion Williamson made it through the whole game without getting hurt and put up pretty decent numbers. Some guy named Desmond Bain uh, that I got bashed for drafting. <laughs> had like 31 points, a full stat line, five or six threes. Um, he's the man. I don't think we need to break any of those guys down. They're not available in anyone's fantasy league. Uh, the only thing you can do is go to underdog, bet the over on those guys. Uh, you know, you can also go to FanDuel. You can go wherever. But I've been playing a lot of underdog, Noah, and I, right. I, I won like – like 70 bucks the first night opening night and then i of course swung for the fences and tried to win big money last night and was doing like five five over five overs which is essentially like a parlay um and i came yeah. close but i'm i'm gonna get back and go a little more conservative tonight and, and, and get some money back but uh man underdog underdog's pretty fun uh cam thomas plays for the nets all right he set a record, NBA record, scoring 36 points off the bench in a season opener. He hit eight three-pointers. He didn't do a lot else. I've got him in my 30-team league, which we were supposed to be breaking that down today. I think there's so much excitement with all these games and so many players to talk about. It. I don't know how much we're going to get into that. One guy I had, I did draft in that league, was Cam Thomas, and then I put him on my bench for the week. So I missed out on the 36 point explosion do you have any cam thomas thoughts um i certainly have thoughts i can't remember if i have him in any leagues unfortunately i remember after their first preseason game i think he actually started that one because uh, i think cam johnson was out and he started had a really big scoring night and i think maybe some people were excited and some people said well it, you know we know he can score but that's it but it really kind of felt to me like, okay, like he's probably going to be their sixth man and be in consideration for sixth man of the year. Cause a lot of times it's whoever can score the most coming off the bench is certainly at least in consideration. And he's not going to average 36 points per game off the bench, but when he comes in the game, he's going to have the green light to kind of shoot whenever he wants, especially if he has it going like he did in this one. So no, you're not going to get anything else aside from points. He'll be on the court enough to get, you know, some other stats here and there, but nothing consistent aside from buckets. And he's a pretty good free throw shooter, pretty good at, go at getting to the line as well. Um, and points leagues, I think, is where you're going to make your money on Cam Thomas. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you make money on Cam Thomas, because he's the most inconsistent fantasy player I've maybe ever come across. Um, you know, looking back at last year's game game log on January 11th against the Bulls, he had he played one minute and scored zero points. Um, the game before that, he played one minute and scored zero points. And then on Friday, November 4th, comes out of nowhere, plays 32 minutes, scores 17 he has 21 the next night and then 19 the next night. And then he goes for six points and four points. Then the minutes just die and go away. He's down to seven, four, three, yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden on Saturday, December 10th, there's a 33-point explosion. And then it really gets interesting in February. Um, he went 44, 47, and 43 points in back-to-back-to-back games. Um and but then he disappeared again. There's a two point game. There's a seven point game. There's a zero point game. There's a four point game. So he's just all over the map. And and along with all of that, it's mostly just points and threes that he's getting. So um, I'm super excited to have him in my 30 team league. I'm I'm getting him in my lineup next week. 
and if I drafted him in a regular league, I'd be kind of excited about it too. I mean, how can you not be excited after a 36 point uh, opening night debut? But um, do you think, would you cut who would you cut players to pick him up? No, would like if you had Taylor Horton Tucker who kind of struggled last night? Um, who else? Who else would be droppable for like Bogey Bogdanovich? Maybe would would you drop Bogdanovich to pick up Cam Thomas? Maybe I I think uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. I I was actually talking about him with Zach the other day because people were asking about it in our in our Q and A. And I didn't um, even realize that he had been starting the preseason. So I checked that out. I was like, oh, okay, wow, he actually is starting and playing pretty well. Um, I didn't expect that to continue during the regular season, but evidently it did after he started every single preseason game. So there's reason for optimism with Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, even if he struggled in their first game, I don't think he's going to be incredible. But I don't know if I'm dropping him quite yet uh, for Cam Thomas. But I think a guy like Bogey is a great example of somebody that's kind of a, a safe play that you may have gone in like the later rounds that, okay, like he'll probably still be there on the waiver wire or somebody with similar production will probably still be there on the waiver wire. Let me take the upside swing on Cam Thomas while I can. And then if it is like you said, which is very, very possible and then it's inconsistent, like he has 36 and then next game he shoots two for 11 and has seven points. Like that's very possible as well. Um, he's, an incredible score when he's on and when he's not hitting shots, it's frustrating. So I would take the upside swing might as well. Cause like, I mean, like what if, what if he becomes more consistent and he averages 20 points per game off the bench this season? I think that's a lot more valuable than what Bogey's going to give you that pretty consistent, just estimating 13 points per night. So. Yeah, I like that. And um, yeah. So, I mean, if you got a guy at the end of your roster who, uh, let's say you, you drafted miles bridges, um, I think he's, you know, yeah, you just go, go pick up the hottest free agent you can find, which in many cases, maybe, maybe cam, um, speaking of Taylor Horton Tucker last night, there were several things I did not like about what went down. The fact that he only had eight points, almost all of them in the first half. I did not enjoy that. He only had four assists. Um, he only hit three of nine shots and he only played 22 minutes. I was kind of going all in on on THT at the end of last week. I had him in FanDuel. I had him in some some uh, underdog stuff. I've got him on some fantasy teams. So he was hugely disappointing, but he started at point guard all preseason for this team. It didn't work out last night, but I'm, I think you've at least got to give – THT till the end, you know, beginning of next week before you, you're dropping him uh, just because of <clears throat> the expectations we had coming in. So I think it's and, too early. And, yeah. And those like looking at the minutes, like it was a pretty weird game for Utah. I haven't gotten to go back and like really look at what happened, but Laurie Markin only played 31 minutes. Walker Kessler only played 22. Um, looks like a bunch of bench guys played about two and a half minutes. So maybe you can add that on in a closer game. Uh, they done got blowed out. So yeah, and I mean they gave ten guys rotation minutes, and I think that's kind of what happens. Is a lot of teams are probably going with more of a nine man rotation, but they gave ten guys uh, rotation minutes this time. Chris Dunn and Colin Sexton played. Uh, Chris Dunn played almost sixteen minutes. Colin Sexton played almost twenty. I think that I mean if you're trying to guard De'Aaron Fox, like Chris Dunn's probably their best option to guard Fox. Um, 
and I don't know. I again, I haven't really gotten to look back at at what their matchups were, but I think they're trying to slow down uh, this high octane Kings offense. Then maybe THT isn't the best option for that. Maybe that limited his minutes at times. Um, I guess I'd, I'd probably be giving it another game or two before I'm all ready to drop THT. If you bought in on him enough to uh, to draft him, I, I mean, I didn't anywhere, but. Uh, I think that if you took the late round swing on him, give it a few more games. Well, THT reminds me a little bit of uh, Boris Diaw back in the back in the day. Boris Diaw gained a bunch of weight towards the end of his <laughs> career, and it, we used to make fun of him eating Big Macs and stuff. And and THT is not a small dude; like he's got some girth. Like, he, he's going to have trouble staying in front of some of these some of these guards, probably. But he's also really good offensively, and and and. It, I, I think he's going to bounce back in the next game. Uh, a funny thing happened on the way to my uh, Victor Wimanyama uh, parade celebration last night as I uh, built my whole day around that. Uh, Derek Lively comes out of nowhere for the Mavericks. Not out of nowhere, but sort of out of nowhere. I mean, we knew he was going to play for them a little bit because they really don't have big men that – they can put out there but Derek Lively came off the bench to start the game but they quickly realized that that was a mistake he needed to start so he started the second half and actually kind of blew up and had a, a big game he was making plays on both ends of the floor uh he had an incredible putback dunk mm-hmm. in traffic that that did not look like something a rookie would do and he he battled with um Zach What's this? Zach Collins. And the Mavericks desperately need a big man who can score and play defense to complement Luca and Kyrie. And um, as great as Luca was last night, as fun as Wemby was in the second half of that, well, in the fourth quarter is really when he came alive. Uh, Derek Lively really impressed me last night. I think he's He's going to be bannered around in the rookie of the year chatter. And it's only one game. I know that. Uh, I still think Wemby's going to win it. I still think Chet's going to be dominant. But Lively looked great last night. He really did. And I remember getting the notification and seeing that Jason Kidd was rolling with Derek Jones Jr. and Maxi Kleba in the starting unit. And I was like, that just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like you're going against one, seven foot four, seven foot five, Victor Wembenyama at power forward. So they are, they also have Zach Collins down there at center. And they said, you know what, we're going to go with Kleba to kind of guard the starting center and Grant Williams, who I'm is an undersized power forward. Like I, I, I want to say six, seven, six, five, something like that. Like he's pretty he's a smaller power forward and he's a really good defender, but it's like, you probably need a little bit of size down low and lively. It started all preseason. So then he figured it out. Okay. Derek lively and Josh green makes more sense than Derek Jones Jr. Maxi Kleba. Cool. We figured that out. But to me, it was, okay, Lively is going to be a solid fantasy option because he's a rookie, should have some good games, should have some bad games, but he's starting. And a lot of the rookies aren't really getting minutes to start their careers because a lot of them went uh, to places that have a lot of depth. But he was able to come off the bench and play really well. So that was really encouraging to me. It's not just an opportunity-based thing. Like, he was awesome. So, I mean, a double-double, he played 31 minutes almost, but – I'd be very shocked if he wasn't in the starting unit for their next game. Yeah, I mean, I I, I did a Rotowire mailbag column last night. It should be posted anytime 
and I, I got like three different uh, Derek Lively questions. And my my comment on all of them was the Mavericks need this guy. Like they need him right now. They don't they don't have anybody else really that they can throw out there and play center that's going to do what he does. So, I mean, I think it's trial by fire. I think he showed, you know, his coach and Mark Cuban and Luca and everybody else a lot last night. And, and uh, it was pretty cool. One of the stories of the night, I think. Um, the entire San Antonio Spurs team was pretty much as advertised. No, like we knew Collins was going to be good, right? He's going to mm-hmm. be a, a solid fantasy center. We know Point Sohan was going to be fun. The guy had the ball in his hands the whole night. Didn't shoot it very well, but he was super fun. Uh, I wasn't sure about Keldon Johnson, but Keldon Johnson looked good. Seven or nine boards and seven assists, which is freakishly high for him and very encouraging. Wembenyama, slow start, some foul trouble. Was just doing that Porzingis on Dallas thing where he spent all of his time outside the, the three-point line, as you, I think, may have suggested would happen in a day with Dr. A podcast. Um, but then in the fourth quarter, he started mixing it up. He got down low. He started, he started making some mid range and, and, uh, and did some cool stuff, made a bunch of threes. And then Devin Vassell was playing on a different level than everybody else out there. I felt like, uh, at least on the Spurs, he had 23, five boards, three assists, two steals. If you drafted Devin Vassell in fantasy, I think you got to feel pretty good about yourself right now. Yeah, I mean, we had been talking about, you know, all the hype going to be surrounding Wemby, but Point Sohan was fun. Maybe we were wrong. Maybe it's Point Keldon. I don't know. He did have more assists, but it it probably is more long-term going to be Point Sohan. I don't suspect that Keldon Johnson is going to continue to do uh, borderline triple-double stuff, but he was, like, able to have that level of production. That's pretty encouraging. Maybe a little bit more well-rounded than he's been in the past where he's just been a points guy. Zach Collins, uh, aside from not – giving us any threes, like pretty well-rounded game. Not as many rebounds as I would have expected as well, but um, it's only one game. Devin Bissell, as good as we've been talking about for a while now, um, we've been very high on him. I think a lot of people in fantasy basketball have been, got paid, and now it looks like he's ready to kind of take off. I'm If he keeps up this level of production, the Devin Bissell all-star campaign is going to start very early uh, for me. And then Wemby, yes, foul trouble. Another guy I just want to mention real quick was Trey Jones. A lot of people yeah, were ready to were ready to drop him. And I, I was like, well, he's still going to play enough minutes to provide some value. 16 points, five boards, six assists. He showed a little bit of a three-point shot during the preseason and showed it again last night. Like He wasn't known as a shooter uh, first couple of years and then has, I mean, he added that element to his game a little bit. Not going to give you a ton of value from there, but that makes him more dangerous on the floor will help him be on the floor and just be more productive. So I, w- I was pretty excited to see him uh, give that level of production last night as well. Well, and he also came through with big shots and big moments in that game. That mm-hmm. game was tight all the way, all mm-hmm. the way through. And Trey Jones, you know, he, he lost the starting job. He could have pouted, sat on the bench and, and moped and, and been, you know, this is not what I wanted and, and I'm not happy about it, but he came in, and he also gave them really meaningful minute, minutes. I think, I think the Spurs are going to be better than we think they're going to be this year. Uh, I think the Mavericks are are still they still are problem. They have problems on that team. They they have some problems. But I mean, Luca was all world and lively came through and, and 
Kyrie hit a huge open three off of Luca pass and uh, they got the win. But fun game to watch. Cool, cool that yeah. it was on national TV and everybody got to see it. Uh, what else we got? We got, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read this first ad and get that out of the way. And it's my new favorite thing, Underdog. Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $500 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. I'm not just here to read the ad. I actually play Underdog. It's fun and it's cool. I like it. So check it out. Uh, who else we got? No, there's so many names to go through from last night. We probably do this all day. Um, Max Struess, a one-dimensional three-point shooter who doesn't do anything else, comes out of the heat gate with 27 <laughs> points and 12 boards and a bunch of threes. Um, was Max Struess drafted in every league, do you think? I, I don't know what his uh, percentage of roster ship is. I, I should have looked at that. Honestly, I, I think I may have taken him in. It may have just been a mock, like a late round in one draft. And I think that may have been it because he is pretty one-dimensional, generally speaking. Obviously, he played 39 minutes last night, had 27 points, 12 boards, a steal, and a block, along with the seven threes. And... I don't know. I guess you're pulling up his roster ship percentage, but he uh, like he's gonna play big minutes in Cleveland. But even though he had a monster double double last night, I don't know that I'm ready to add him off the waiver wire. I think uh, expecting this level of production from him consistently is going to be asking a lot. Obviously, the rebounds aren't going to be there uh, with much consistency. He didn't. Like, no Jared Allen there. I guess he was able to step up a little bit to help them out there. Evan Mobley wasn't as good on the glass as we may have expected. Um, I think it was more of just, like, a really good opportunity, really good game for him, but I'm not going to buy the hype and expect him to be – like, he probably is – I guess I shouldn't say I'm not ready to pick him up off the waiver wire because he probably is worth rostering based on playing a large role and giving you a lot of threes, but that level of production is going to be something that if you're expecting that or anywhere close to that, you're going to fall – very short of that. <laughs> so if you're desperate for threes, cool. Like he provides that spacing element to a team that felt like they had four really good players and were just missing one piece last year. Like he fits perfectly. I know I, I said that at some point uh, during the off season, he fits that role perfectly, but aside from threes, you're not going to get much else uh, with any sort of consistency. So if you played him in any sort of DFS lineup last night, congrats, great job. But I don't know what else he's going to give you this season other than threes. He's not going to come out here and average a double-double. Well, I was on my way to find out what his ownership or roster ship percentage is. Uh, but ESPN has decided to start kicking me out of my login and make me log back in. Uh, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm in. Uh, so... <clears throat> Yes, I will find that in a second. So I'm he's in, on Yahoo. He's forty-one percent. Forty-one on Yahoo. So he's yeah. available in sixty percent of Yahoo leagues, and then in ESPN, he is 
I had him pulled up once. It's amazing I can stream video from my house, but I can't pull up uh, <laughs> can't pull up a website. Is it really worth all this trouble to find out what Max Struess is uh, at? I don't know. It's, it's the, the question of the day right there. We're going to find out. We've gone this far. We can't turn back yeah. now. We, we need to know. We're so close. I'm there. Um, twelve point eight percent. Oh wow! ESPN. So Max Struess. I mean, after that game, I'm taking a flyer, steal and a block, and twelve rebounds, and two assists, and a bunch of others. You know, a lot of points, a lot of threes. I, it's it's probably worth a flyer. Um, who else was good? Kevin Love, thirteen points, ten boards, three triples for the Heat. Uh, are you surprised that Kevin Love is still somewhat relevant after day one of the NBA season? <clears throat> Not necessarily surprised by it. I mean, we knew it was going to be him or Caleb Martin starting at power forward. It seemed like they kind of had a little bit of a minute split going. Um, he can still shoot, obviously, and he's his rebounding was never about athleticism. It was about being really good at boxing out. I don't think he's weak now just because he's a little bit older. Um so it also just, I mean, looking at some of the numbers, there was a lot of rebounds to kind of go around. I mean, the Heat shot 40.2% as a team, and the Pistons shot 44.6%. Jalen Duran and Isaiah Stewart had 14 rebounds in that game. Jimmy Butler had 13. So a lot of rebounds to go around. So not super surprised. I think this is probably going to be not something we expect consistently, but like probably peak Kevin Love this season. He might have a game or two where he just like, goes off and hits eight threes because he randomly does that once a year. Uh, but pretty consistently, a couple threes and decent rebounding numbers is something I think to expect. So still having like having him on your roster, I don't think is a bad idea um, just because he'll be rather, I think he'll be on the more consistent side as far as like that level of production. But cons- like double doubles with three threes, I don't think that's something that will happen often, but you know, maybe seven rebounds and a, and a three and a half is something that he can average. I'm probably not picking up uh, Kevin Love, at least not now. I, I'm probably not picking up anybody right now. I, yeah, I look over my <laughs> rosters. I don't really have anybody I I really want to drop just yet. Uh, two more THT games like that, I might get there. Um, the game you were at, PJ Washington had 25 points. Mark Williams. Everybody's favorite breakout center at 13 points, 15 boards, three steals, and a block. I don't think there's a lot to say there. Those guys should have been drafted almost everywhere. If PJW is sitting on your waiver wire, though, um, you should probably pick him up. I will say that. Yeah. Any Anything to add there? No. Mark Williams, like the stats were good, but he just looked really dominant down there. Like Clint Capella isn't a bad center. Like I know he's not – like nobody wants to talk about Clint Capella in fantasy because he's kind of like that traditional center skill set that nobody gets excited about. But he's a good rebounder and a good center. And Mark Williams looked phenomenal against him. So he passes the eye test as well as putting up really good numbers. And then PJ Washington averaged, I think, about a steal and a block last year and didn't give us either in this game, but still had a really good game. So and he I expect uh, he, he can. And he only was one for six last night, but we know he can shoot better than that. So he had a good game, but he can be even better than he was, which is kind of crazy. 
Um, moving on to Indiana, my Pacers, who I who I have high expectations for this this season. I've been predicting big things for Bruce Brown. I've told you guys and everybody else to take Bruce Brown as your last your last pick or at, at the end of your draft. Bruce Brown came through twenty four points and a career high six three pointers. Um, the Pacers won easily. Looked really good, top to bottom. Buddy Healed, who people are worried about. Um, getting traded or being disgruntled, came off the bench, had 14 points, five assists, four three-pointers in 25 minutes. Um, I think Buddy Heald is going to get on board with this. The Pacers just announced this morning they signed Rick Carlisle to a long-term contract extension. Um, the, the, the key pieces are in place for this team to be really, really good in the next five over the next five years. And they're going to be good this year. They're my, my uh, super bold prediction to win the East. You know, if you had to make something crazy um, and prediction wise, that, that to me is a <laughs> crazy bold prediction. But uh, anyway, I'm a big fan. And uh, if Bruce Brown went undrafted in your league, you might want to go check the waiver wire. Definitely. And Buddy Hill was really good. I think I just had to confirm this real quick, but he's never played in the playoffs still. So like the Pacers should make the playoffs this season based on, I think what everybody kind of expects, like I'm expecting at least the postseason. So he has a chance to do that. I, I, he's still going to be playing a really big role off the bench. Uh, not surprised at all that he seems to have kind of bought in a little bit and, Man, everything looks good, I guess, when you're playing the Wizards. So I guess when you have guys <laughs> that are playing Washington this season, make sure they're in your lineup. If you're playing DFS, get those guys playing the Wizards. I saw someone tweet basically saying, okay, if you're if you're betting, just take the over in every single Wizards game. Like I think to start the year until they make it, they kind of adjust a little bit. It might not be a bad idea uh, to just kind of take the over on the team that doesn't play defense but plays a lot of offense. There's, I mean, I remember having conversations where people were saying they might average – 125, 130 points a game and give up 135. Well, it, after game one, it kind of seems like that. <laughs> yeah, and Jalen Smith also played limited minutes for the Pacers, but he looked he looked last night like we thought he would look last year when he was the starting power forward. Um, he was very active. He was all over the place, and he played really well. I think he's going to earn more minutes as the season progresses. If you're in a deep league, I think Jalen Smith, uh, should be on your watch list right now. A couple other guys, uh, Emmanuel quickly went off for 24 and six for the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks almost pulled off the upset against Boston, which would have been interesting. Uh, Beef Stew had 14 and 14 for the Pistons. Jalen Duran had 17 points, 14 boards, four blocks. Uh, that guy has come in as advertised. Wiseman did not play. Bags was quiet with eight and eight. Uh, if you draft, if you somehow have Wiseman on your team, he's a guy you could drop for a hot free agent, I think. Um, my guy, my other guy, my other late season um, deep pick was Denny Schroeder over there playing point guard for the Raptors. Now he had 22 points, seven assists, four three pointers, played a lot of minutes. Nobody else is playing point guard in Toronto for now. So I think that's um, – I think Schroeder Schroeder's going to be kind of fun. The the journeyman that just won't go away. Uh, Kobe White 
kind of a rough night. Didn't shoot it very well. He's four of 14. He did finish with 15 points, four boards, four assists, two threes, starting for the Bulls at point guard. Uh, didn't look as good as I wanted him to. I also think there were some opening night jitters going on there. And that's the thing. This is opening night for all these guys. So you can't you can't expect them just to come out and be totally in a comfort zone. So um I was okay with what Kobe White did. I, I've got a lot of in, a lot of invested in in Kobe White. Um, Xavier Tillman looked good for Memphis. Harrison Barnes went nuts for the Kings, even though he's like forty-seven years old. John Collins had a double double for Utah. Malcolm Brogdon played good, played very well for Portland mm-hmm. off the bench. And Bones Highland, I don't even know who Bones Highland plays for. Noah, the Clippers. He was really good off the bench. The late game. He had a big game off yeah. the bench for the club. I mean, every time I hear Bones Highland, all I can see is Denver Nuggets. Like, and that, it, that'll never change for me. It'll be locked in forever. Um, and then I've got some guys who didn't do so well listed here, and we've pretty much already hammered them. Uh, Trey DeJounte and THT. So let's go on to another. Uh, let's, let's talk about vivid seats for a second. The NBA season is here on behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats. So let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. Because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. It's promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit vividseats.com. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Uh, Noah, let's, we got, we got maybe, uh, where are we at? We're at 30. We got about seven minutes left in this podcast, according to my my rule. Talk to me about Thursday night. We have two games in the NBA tonight, right? We've got the Sixers at Bucks, and we've got the Suns at Lakers. We do. It'll be the first time we get to see the uh, new look Bucks and this Sixers team, uh, Sands James Harden. There was reports that he had his bags packed and was ready to join the team, and they told him to just <laughs> stay home. So not to uh, question anything because – there was a report that came out that said something that uh, he was tending to his mom who was ill. And like, obviously we don't know for sure about that because it's a report. Like I'm not questioning whether that's real or not, but it does seem kind of fishy. That report comes out. He tries to join the team and they tell him to stay home because it would it seem like if that was a legit report that if he were to say, Hey guys, I'm ready to play now that they would say, yeah, please. Like if that was re- re- like really the reason. So kind of fishy there, but no James Harden. Uh, there was another report that came out that said the Clippers are going to kind of back off on trade talks for him. So if you uh, were taking a flyer on James Harden in round four, you might have to wait a little bit longer, hopefully not too much longer, uh, before we get to see him play for at least somebody, uh, hopefully somebody. But um, I think you know we should see big nights from Embiid, Anthony Melton, Tyrese Maxey. But more importantly, we get to see Damian Lillard play a regular season game for the Bucks alongside Giannis alongside a healthy Chris Middleton, which is exciting. I think, I feel like they've done this the past few years where they've had some 
games on opening night and then everybody plays the next night. And then we have to wait to see the Bucks and Sixers play on Thursday. I feel like that's happened a couple years in a row now, but I'm glad that they kind of waited for this matchup. So now national TV, only two games tonight, and I can focus on both of those and really get to uh, digest what's happening in the first one. Um, and as well as the Suns Lakers, which if I'm not mistaken, let me pull up the injury Booker. report again. And Devin Bradley Beal are doubtful, doubtful, right? Bradley Beal not going to play. So who steps up in their place for Phoenix? Because that's that's the big stream for the stream of the night is going to be whoever steps up. And Bradley Beal didn't play in game one. And a lot of us went uh, with Goodwin. A, I, a, a lot of us went with Grayson Allen and... None of that really happened. I think it was Ike Kogi who actually played better than than those guys. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen tonight because Booker not being on the court is huge, and he's sort of the point guard right now. So that leads me to believe Goodwin, Goodwin may may be the guy. He might. I think. Uh, I mean, Grayson Allen stepped into the starting unit. Josh Kogi didn't expect him to do as well as he did, but he had a really good game. Um, but I don't know that I'm really it, – it's hard to pinpoint this early in the season, okay, exactly who's going to step up and play and have a really good game. Like somebody – one or two players are probably going to play a larger role and be more productive than we expect. Hard to really predict for the Suns at this point because it's basically a full new roster and we only have one sample size of a game. And Eric Gordon played 32 minutes. Grace Allen started and played 21. And Jordan Goodwin played 14 off the bench. I'd imagine – Goodwin plays more. I wouldn't be surprised if they just moved Eric Gordon into the starting unit, though, based on what the minutes look like. And Jordan Goodwin plays off the bench. I I think it's, I just it's going to be a big Kevin Durant game, and that's probably the only lock that you can say is that KD is going to shoot the ball a lot. He shot twenty two times in their last game, played thirty seven minutes, and now you're taking out Devin Booker's twenty one shots. I wouldn't be shocked if it was twenty five or more shots from KD. Maybe like maybe even bordering on 30 shots, um, but also him having a little bit more of a playmaking responsibility. So to get Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, trying to get them going from deep, but it's hard to say exactly who's going to step up. I liked when, what Jordan Goodwin did with Washington last season when he was able to play a larger role and get some steals, but uh, fingers crossed. I like Jordan Goodwin, but I, I don't know for sure. If he starts, I think I like him, but if not, then eh. I like I like the obvious takeaway though that it's going to be a Kevin Durant game, yeah. which is true because you you can't have all the big names in your FanDuel lineup tonight because mm-hmm. you're going to want to have Giannis, you're going to want to have Joel Embiid, and you're like, ah, oh, Kevin Durant's got that big bald spot on top of his head and he's old, <laughs> and I just don't think I want Durant, but with no Beal and no. Uh, Booker Durant is you have to play Durant almost. So uh that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see how that goes down. Should be should be a pretty fun two-game night. Uh, we didn't even talk about the Lakers. Is Anthony Davis going to get back in our good graces after that ridiculous disappearing act he pulled the other night? Like didn't score a point in the second half. Yeah, I uh I'd be very, very surprised if Anthony Davis didn't do better against Yusuf Nurkic than he did against uh, Nikola Jokic and the the Nuggets. However, like Jokic is a like he's not a horrible defender, but he's obviously more known for his offense and 
he's a competent defender, I'd say, like pretty easily. But it's Anthony Davis. You're expecting him to have good games against pretty much everybody because he's that level of a player when he's on the court. But I'm expecting him to bounce back after a really bad second half and a much better matchup with a Phoenix Suns team that has Nurkic and they have Drew Eubanks. Yeah. If Anthony Davis is better, it's it'd be pretty disappointing. <laughs> Drew Eubanks. Uh, and you, 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 a lot of you are too young to remember this, but Bob Eubanks used to host the dating game. <laughs> or no, the honey. I don't even remember what it's called. Whatever the, was it the honeymooners? Newlywed game. Bob Eubanks, newlywed game. There it is. Uh, rival LeBron versus Jordan, Magic versus Bird, Barkley versus Mikhail, basketball synonymous with legendary player rivalries. They make the game more fun and give fans the storylines that raise the stakes every time those players meet on the court or come up in conversation. Now, every player matchup and head to head debate can be settled on rival fantasy. It's NBA season, you can play challenges where you decide which NBA player will score more fantasy points in their next game. Play the rival fantasy in-house challenges or create your own and get a friend in the mix with customizable social challenges. Sign up at joinrival.com slash rotowire now and get a $200 deposit match. Get in on this now before the 2023-24 season is in too deep. It's time to step up to the challenge on rival fantasy. See you in the arena. All right. Since the the cover of this podcast was hyping Camlin and I talking about our 30 team league, which was poorly thought out by me uh, because there's so much other stuff to talk about. Nobody cares about my 30 team draft at this point. I wouldn't think, but I will say that I am destroying my two opponents right now. I'm up seven to two in both games. Uh, one of them is my coworker over at ESPN, professor, professor Dre, um, the lineup I played this week is actually not the right one because I screwed up, but, uh, so a 30 team draft, I am starting De'Aaron Fox, Kobe White, my guy, Jalen Hardy. Did he even, he didn't even come up in the game for the Mavericks last night. I don't think Noah. So that was, a, that, that was a huge mistake. And he's coming off an injury. They said he was available. He didn't even play. Meanwhile, Cam... Thomas. Cam Thomas is on my bench. They had him as a questionable coming into it. I remember they had him and Luca and Dwight Powell as questionable. So they were all playing. And now I'm looking at it and it's saying Jaden Hardy and Dwight Powell didn't play because of an illness. So I remember them getting cleared. Oh, maybe, maybe he was sick. So I guess they cleared them and then didn't play them and said, Oh yeah, actually they're sick, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, so I've got Darren Fox, Kobe White, Jaden Hardy, Austin Reeves, Victor Wembanyama, Robert Covington, who started last night. Um, I think you were talking about him last week, Noah, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not falling for this Covington stuff." And then I drafted him in thirty deep um, and started him. I've got Zach Collins. I've also got Seti Osman, who we did not talk about, who actually played pretty well off the Spurs bench, as he'll do, but as has been heavily documented documented by me over the years, the Chetty pill is a tough one to swallow. Um, I do have Cam Thomas on my bench. I have Peyton Pritchard there. But 
even with the mistake on Cam Thomas, I'm I'm rolling through this league right now. Um, hey, we didn't mention Scoot Henderson. What did Scoot do last night? Slow first half, ended up scoring 11 points. Wasn't great. Um, I was just watching his shot attempts right before we started. A lot of his scoring was done kind of in the fourth quarter on Bones Highland, kind of after the game. Not was The game was over, but it was kind of later in the game. Um, so it wasn't quite as flashy of a debut for him as it was for some of the other guys, but I'm not uh, too concerned about that. It was, it was the Clippers. They're a tough team. All right, and then Cam is 6-2 and two and 1 in each of his two games in 30 deep. He's got Dame Lillard going tonight, so that's pretty huge. That's his that's his first pick. Had PJ Washington, Rudy Gobert who we didn't mention looked really good. Um he looked good stat-wise for Minnesota last night, but he didn't play very well. Him and Cat are funky together. Like it still it still doesn't seem like seem like it's right. Um Anyway, there's there's some thirty deep chatter. We got we got it in. We contractually took care of our obligations there. There we go. No, you got anything else to add? Just excited basketball's back. I've been just reading through all the uh, the box scores to try and see what I should watch, and just a lot of weird numbers. You know, like because I was starting a little bit of a Twitter thread before we started this, and I'm going to finish it up after. Um, Five, three players had five blocks last night. Five players had four, and six had three blocks. It's just, it was crazy. Like Anthony, like then the uh, the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, and Cat all had uh, double digit rebounds, and Cat and Gobert had four blocks. I'm just excited for basketball to be back, and all these numbers mm-hmm. seem a lot of fun. Great for fantasy basketball. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty fun, and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Had a lot Mm -hmm. of those blocks you're talking about as well. Uh, All right. I'm Dr. A. He's Noah Rubin. Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday with the voice of the Hawks, Bob Rathman, at 11 a.m. right here on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Hoops podcast. Thanks for watching. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.